You are listening to our 150th episode of The Movie Hour, September 22nd, 2011. Thank you all for your continued support. Ladies and gentlemen, please hold your applause till the end of the episode. We've got the Burt Lancasters from here to the movie hour, episode 150. Yay! I am your host, Greg Maloney, and for this momentous occasion, we have our A-team A team here today. I can't even speak. It's a big 150. My brother James and everyone's favorite, Jeff, welcome back to the show. Gentlemen. Hello, kids. You know it. You know it. You know it. We've got the beers. We've got the girls. we got the radio ready to go. And we also have, this is another special occasion, so we brought in uh, that guy from uh, Gunga Pit West, Josh. He's back here today as well. Thank you so much hey, for it's coming. it's that guy. It's that guy, Josh. What's up, fellas? Welcome back, buddy. So it's been a long week. It's been a, a great week. And, uh, you know, Michigan's thriving per usual. I'm um, sure it's, the economy is on the upturn. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the economy's doing great. Lions are 2-0, and more importantly. I want to bring that up, uh, everyone up to speed on the important. the Lions, but yeah, it's been it's been a good uh, good time. Jeff, are you keeping Tigers clinched the playoffs? Yeah, Tigers clinched the playoffs. Playoffs? Yeah, it's I'm gonna have to get that soundbite immediately. It's weird, I'm actually paying attention to baseball a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's sort of just piquing your interest a little bit, huh? Just like, oh, they're in the playoffs, huh? Interesting. I really want them to play the Yankees at some point. It would be it would be a lot of fun for me. I would enjoy it. That would be epic. That would be crazy. And if they uh, if they do end up playing the Yankees right now, like if the schedule if the season stopped now, the Yankees would have home field advantage, right? Uh, yeah, that's Which correct. Would, but regardless, uh, seems to see if you can make it out to a game. How, how much does a ticket cost out there? Do you have any idea? Um, Derek Jeter's ball sack. It, it's probably like for a good seat. It's probably like a couple hundred thousand. <laughs> a couple hundred. <laughs> million dollars for it's it's pretty ridiculous yeah. but you know i might be able to make something work yeah i know we know people if anything just put it on the gunga pit bill there's like yeah. your money at Expense the ticket it. counter that might work <laughs> i know people like the guy that works at the ticket booth <laughs> he can hook me up with a ticket <laughs> oh man yeah it's uh it's always a lot of big things happening there's uh of course, some things happening in the movie world that we want to talk about. There's, man, I, I don't even know where to where to end with. Like, I'm disappointed. Disappointment is what I'm trying to express over this over my uh, this medium called uh, the radio, whatever you want to call it, podcasting. There's a Netflix email in my in my inbox from the the co-founder of Netflix. It's a very very important man. Um, his name's Reed. Apparently, hard to believe. Yeah, hard to believe. I, I don't like believe book. they're making up co-founders. <laughs> they're making up co-founders <laughs> and CEO. Um, and so the Netflix drama continues. Of course, uh, we had mentioned before Netflix had hiked their prices pretty much by forty percent for most people, um, increasing their DVD net and streaming, uh, splitting those services. And apparently, the fallout has been so great that it warranted a email written up supposedly by the co-founder CEO of Netflix, Reed Hastings. And the email is kind of like a description of why they ended up splitting the services and then saying that, oh yeah, also we never mentioned that we're going to change our DVD service to a name called Quickster, which is just, I don't, I don't, came out of left field. Wait, I, don't, I don't know. Quickster. What, yeah. Quickster. Have you heard of it? Yeah. I, I swear. Isn't that, when you 
girl on the and then you go to her and the next thing you know you are just inside her and you you get out the nestle quick and then all of a sudden it's just all over the disgusting and next thing you know there's just everywhere and then oh, you gotta clean it up the, in the next morning i thought quickster was the stuff you put in your milk and turn it to chocolate milk that's not right <laughs> no no it's definitely the thing that i said <laughs> <laughs> no but like did you guys you guys got this email as well right like is this did was i the only no, one i didn't this? was i the only one that read this and thought what the hell is going on? This sounds like I thought for sure because I got it and I forwarded it immediately to you guys um, because I knew we were going to talk about it. And I thought for sure, oh, we are so sorry. You've been such a loyal customer. I thought it was actually coming. The like the you yeah, know right. we'll just come back and we'll, yeah, we we'll, we'll go back right. to our pre-September price plan for you because and I would have that would have been awesome. Instead, I get I get their fucking wank ass business plan <laughs> to, collapse, to collapse their their brand recognition by renaming their dvd service quickster right and that's the like so just to lay down a little bit more of this email for people that haven't gotten it the first two paragraphs like it says your name dear greg i messed up i owe you an explanation it is clear from the feedback over the past two months that many members felt we lacked respect and humility in the way we announced the separation of dvd and streaming and the price changes that was certainly not our intent, and I offer my sincere apology. Let me explain what we are doing. And then it just goes on to say, yeah, we're totally splitting the services. Um, from now on, we have two different sites, Quickster and Netflix. Congratulations. You're going to have to log into two different fucking things if you have streaming <laughs> yeah. and DVD. And it's just, what is going on with these people? And then they just mentioned, oh, and by the way, it's totally cool because we're going to add, like, Wii games for rental and PS3 and Xbox games. It's cool. Like it's all right. Don't worry about it. It's awesome. And it's. I have a feeling that Reed. What's his name? Reed Hastings. Reed yeah. Hastings just sold short huge on Netflix stock. <laughs> this is an unauthorized email. He just right. <laughs> watch this. Yeah. I don't know. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It comes off as like a. Hey, you didn't agree with us. Let me explain it further. Maybe now you'll agree with us. <laughs> right. <laughs> we were really disrespectful in what we did. Here's what we're doing next like I come think, on i think what everybody wanted was like anybody that had the dvd streaming available before saw that this is what i wanted and i'm just gonna pl just paint everybody with the same brush um and they're hiking it by 40 percent. and i just want to know okay well what am i getting for 40 percent more like right. paying 40 percent more am i getting more available like streaming movies just give me some explanation and they don't I, give I any like of that like shit it's not a small demographic that's right. using both the DVD and the streaming. I feel like that's probably a pretty large percentage, but I don't know. Whatever. We talked about that before. I agree. That it's some some sort of something. Not, hey, we're dropping stars. Like, that doesn't make <laughs> <Right>. sense. <laughs> exactly. exactly. But uh, I, can I tell you guys my favorite part of this email? Yeah. There, there are a lot of really great gems in here. Um but my favorite is there are no pricing changes. Parentheses. We're done with that. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. We've already fucked your ass. Right. We're done with that. No, no. What I was hoping for when I opened this email was the exact opposite. Here comes a pricing change. <laughs> yeah. Not. We're done with that. Now that we've hiked up the prices, we're done with that. It's amazing. It really is. I I wonder like how many. 
I want to know how many people saw this email before it like went out. Like how many desks did it land on and said, Hey, can you give us your thumbs up on this email? We're going to send it out soon. And just, it's amazing. I, oh, I didn't even notice things needs to run things by people because I don't, because he clearly didn't. Right. Well, he is the co-founder and the CEO. I didn't even notice that there's a postscript that says, oh, there's a video with our yeah. explanation too, if you want to. Yeah. That. Let me point you to our website. <laughs> yes. I didn't look at it. Like just thanks. I wonder I wonder what the percentage is that just actually clicked over and saw that. Yeah, fuck that. Netflix, thank you for making my decision even easier. I just need to get my lot. La- I finally got Dick Tracy on DVD, got that locked down. <laughs> so I'm slowly... By the way, first 10 minutes of Dick Tracy, also amazing, if you haven't seen oh, it. Really? Just, How's yeah. it compared to the first 10 minutes of Home Alone? Don't make me make that decision. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> That's a Sophie's choice we'd choose not to make. I have a gun here, and I'd rather blow my own head off than make that. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Another big thing. Another big disappointment in the movie world. And this, this comes to my feeling with movies in general the past. You know, we've talked about this before. You know, good movies coming out recently is just rare few and far between, etc. And I want to talk about the movie that pulled in the number one box office numbers this week, this weekend. Um, I didn't think it was going to be Older a big guy seven. Wait, wait, was it a sequel or was it a reboot? It was, it was, um, <laughs> I wouldn't put it either. I would not put it in it either of those either. categories. It was a rerun. <laughs> it was a remastering, a remastering, I would say. Um, Fucking... Didn't bring it up because last week, because I didn't think it would be that big of a deal. But somehow Lion King, the movie, everybody knows it. it was a big Disney movie. I'll give it that. Like this movie was huge in terms of Disney Disney uh, box office. And they're still doing the 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 show. The I don't know, like yeah, like on ice and the all that big, stupid shit. It's yeah, a big deal. I mean, like even like the non like not the on ice, but like the I don't know the the play like the right, music yeah, Broadway show. It's a huge deal like to to date. So I don't know. They, they, Lion King Lion, clearly got something going. Yeah, for Lion it. King was a special movie in the in the Disney world. I'll, I'll get, really. It was. It, I think it was the number one uh, box office before Pixar. All that shit started. Yeah, it was, it was huge. Huge. Let's talk like personal. Like I wouldn't put that probably in my top five. Right, though, yeah. It, agreed. Whatever. Agreed. You're also not a girl. Yeah, and you're not ten years old either. Um, I. Uh, yeah. Anyways, so it came out this weekend remastered in 3D, and it beat out by. I think any other movie that weekend, which again, there wasn't much competition in terms of the children market, but it made 30 million Damn. weekend on its opening weekend in 3d 30 million, which is a fucking good take in for any movie really, unless it's a giant blockbuster. And I think the next, the next movie to that was like what? 8 million or something like that. But there, you know, there were a lot of R movies coming out this weekend. Nothing in the same demographic, but it's still just amazing that, like, if we're just gonna keep accepting all this regurgitated shit, they're just gonna keep giving it to us. And it's, I don't know. I think kids just, I think parents just wanted something to entertain their kids with for two hours. But I'm just, I'm upset. I really. So am. they could go smoke a bowl. Yeah. It's about. <laughs> by the Your way, kids, sit down. I, I sh- it wasn't 10 million, or it wasn't 8 million. It was 14.5 million. Contagion was uh was number two, and that was their second weekend. Drive, I think, came out this. Uh, weekend uh, and it made 10 million so a third mm. of what the lion king made pretty amazing pretty so amazing. this brings me to my question for jim jim you're old 
Has it yes. always been like this, where like as you get older, the rest of the world starts to look like shit, and the time you know that you were kind of in your prime looks better and better? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, mm. we were still inventing everything back then. It was great. Like the light bulb. Everything was new. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know that like you know like you're a big fan of like '80s music and stuff, and I get that. Like. I don't know. I just, I think, I think my life is different than 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 everyone that came before me, uh, like everyone does, and that that actually now it's really going to hell. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I there's definitely a good old days syndrome going on for me right now. I um, I see where Jeff's going with this, and I want to say that it hurts my feelings a little bit, but. I understand. This is still bullshit. This is all bullshit, and everything is getting worse. It's true. The only good new things coming out are these podcasts. Yeah, it's the That's only true. goddamn thing you can listen to. Um, actually, I do have a slight tad tangent, and I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember what the grant was, but uh, Chad Abumrad is it Abumrad from uh, Radio Chad Lab? Abumrad. Abumrad. Um, <laughs> I could mumble too, guys. Like <laughs> no, it's it's Abu Rod, Abu Rod. It is I think it's Abu Rod. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, <laughs> blah 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 blah. I'm serious. Blah blah. blah. <laughs> anyways, uh, he won a, a giant grant for five hundred thousand dollars, and uh, I, I thought to I destroy three D. Yeah, to destroy three D. No, just awesome. for doing his awesome work at Radio Lab, and I thought it was really cool. And I thought if there was any other podcast you should listen to out there, I'd probably give a shout to right Radio Lab. Awesome. Yeah, Radio Lab awesome. is it's about as cool as podcasts get. I've been listening a lot to uh, How Stuff Works. Um, yeah. Lately, I, are they still I re- doing like the music in the background constantly? Um, it's not constant, but it, but it does come kind of in, and yeah. and it's it's not it's not it's very ignorable. It's not bad at all. Right. I I liked it. It's it's. It's uh, it's way more laid back and less produced than Radio Lab, but I, I yeah. like it. The yeah. guys are entertaining and they cover a lot of topics pretty and well. And it's usually a lot. Sh- it's usually shorter too. Like Radio Labs, I don't know, like twice as long. About like I think. Yeah, yeah. usually they're about thirty minutes or so. But uh, right, right. So I just wanted to go on that tangent too. And if you have a kid, it seems like you probably already saw The Lion King in 3D. But apparently, it's the bee's knees, and you should go see it immediately. And don't demand anything else of uh your local Hollywood because that would be. <laughs> There's local Hollywood? Awesome. Shop a, you know shop, what I want is a, a movie with Jason Statham and all those guys in it. What's that movie that's coming out? Expendables 2. Yeah, that's really what I want. Right, that's, this is really good. Because <laughs> Hollywood is made for you. <laughs> um, right. Those are the two things I want to get off my chest. That was the important stuff. I just wanted to... Thanks. Wanted to sweat that out a little bit with you guys. Get, get the feeling for it. But uh, Right, so... Uh, it's been another week, another week of movie reviews. Has anyone caught a movie they want to talk about? Something that's new to them, maybe surprised them a little bit, made them, made them think a little harder? About I haven't life. caught a movie in forever. That's I need to sad. watch one. Wow. I'm trying to think of the last review I've done on the show, and it, it's it's hard. I can't think of it. <laughs> it's the Alzheimer's. It's, yeah, it could be. It's the... We didn't want to bring this up on the show, Jim. <laughs> Jim doesn't realize we've actually done this exact show three times. We're making fun of him. <laughs> Just publish the good one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this, by the way, fans, was the good one. Uh, 
um, I uh, I saw it kind of in short order. I saw the uh, the new Wall Street and the old Wall Street, and I had seen the old Wall Street before. And I don't want to talk a whole lot about it, and but we haven't really talked a whole lot about the new Wall Street. Uh, it sucks, kind of. Um, <laughs> I I'm not gonna. I'm really not gonna go uh, too too deep into it but Sheila Booth's in it the plot is that he's uh, dating Gordon Gecko's daughter and he's like a so-and-so not like he's like an up-and-comer at this firm right when the uh the financial crisis hits and like so he's sort of tied up in that and it's a very like didactic look at the financial crisis and how and how that all worked and um and not very I didn't think interesting if you're actually looking for information or an informed opinion on that, I think there are way better places to find it. Anyway, um, Twitter. Yeah, like, sure, Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. Following um, Demi Moore. She says a lot of great things. <laughs> right. Demi Moore is a good pick. First thing I popped so, in. So um, in order to uh, sort of get his, uh, his father-in-law's blessing, he goes and meets with him, even though he's like estranged from uh, his daughter who – um, who Sheila Booth is, is, you know, as I said, engaged to, um, and he just got out of jail and it's like this big thing of like him sort of still being a bastard. Oh, and, uh, Jim's boy Brolin's in. Yeah. He's Jim's boy Brolin. Too. Awesome. What's up with the part where they're like racing on motorcycles? Is that a... <laughs> yeah, right? Totally <laughs> unnecessary. And, um, I'll tell you what the thing that pissed me off the most was, and especially watching it back to back with the original wall street, the original Wall Street's not that great of a movie, um, I don't think anyway. It's got some really, really, really great lines in it, and I think the thing that makes the movie a classic, which it is, is that Gordon Gecko, Michael Douglas's character, is just an absolute force of nature. Like the the character is so like so powerful and so uh, such a a characterization of of like the American, like this specific American entity or this, right. this american feeling yeah. like that this it's not one person it's like a whole it's a whole emotion or a whole like impetus i guess you could say and he's just like this unstoppable immovable like force of greed i guess you could say does that make sense right no yeah, i got you. I totally agree with you. okay am so just... at the end of the new wall street he becomes a good guy he's like can a guy change can i donate all my money to charity like and it's just such a fucking dick in the eye like are you serious like this is what's happening like give me a break come on spoiler alert by the Spo- way spoiler. <laughs> so like everybody wins in the end kind of thing like that's what happens at the end or what Wait, say say what everybody wins in the end kind of thing in wall street 2 is that what happened pretty much yeah everybody but kind of james brolin but uh uh, yeah, I mean, everything winds up where, like, at the end, it's like everything sort of comes to a climax. Does he, like, walk the daughter down the aisle at the end or anything? No, it's not quite Damn. that tacky. Um, but, uh, like, er- everything sort of, um, like, resolves where he's, like, a total asshole and, like, sort of gets away with murder and, like, fucking people and winds up in London with, like, $10 billion. And, and it's, like, a really, like, that was the appropriate resolution. And you could tell, like, some executive producers, like, I'm not making this. People won't like this. Right. And so they tacked on this like last five minutes or so of like uh, redemption, uh, like last second redemption for him. And it's just it's the total wrong thing to do with that character. Right. Am I wrong? Like, come am, on. I, am I wrong? So it just kind of ripped the balls right off the first one. Exactly. Exactly. Also, Chuck Sheen's got a cameo in it. So that's fine. Did you see awesome. that roast the other night? No, I didn't. Any good? 
not really. Jeffrey Ross was hilarious, but he oh, he's hilarious. He's like the only normal bits. comedian in there. Mike Tyson <laughs> the rest... actually said some funny shit too. Yeah, it was just the weirdest cast for that. Yeah. But going back to the movie real quick, how is Carrie Mulligan as the daughter? Is she eh, any good? She's all right. Gotcha. Is the is the verdict in yet? Like, do people find her attractive? Yes, no, maybe. Uh, what else has she been in? I don't know. What's her name? Tell me her She's name. She's in a lot of period pieces. Mm-hmm. Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. Right. Yeah, period pieces. <laughs> I don't know if that was a setup, but she's in Drive that comes out this weekend. Go see it. Oh, are they? Why? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> she's not. She's not that attractive. I say I think it came out last weekend, but I just wanted to see. <laughs> Go see. <Why>? It. <laughs> Uh, Carrie Mulligan. I don't. So yeah, that's my movie review. Who else saw a movie? I don't mean to be mean. Um, I saw a movie. Jeff, can I talk about it? Please. Yes. Awesome. Um, I I don't know. To to start this off, I want to mention I caught this movie because my roommate caught this movie and he doesn't know why he watched it and he ended up getting. He doesn't know why he he watches it. Right. Right. He and so he got it on Netflix. The terrible netflix and watched it and said he's like yeah it was all right the ending was nuts and i'm like all right well i'm, I'm gonna watch it it sounds kind of cool the, the the thing i want to like just off the bat this movie's great go see it immediately i'm gonna get that over with right now really? yeah it's awesome what's um, the name of this movie north face okay it's, uh, not like the, the brand jacket. yeah not the <laughs> not the jacket um but yeah, it's called North Face, and it's um it's a German movie, German film, Jim. So ten percent, ten percent right there. And it was uh released in the U.S. Uh, it was released in Germany 2008. It was released in the U.S. like early 2010. And it's uh it's based on a true story that happens in Switzerland in like 1936 while the Nazis were coming to power, established power kind of situation. And apparently, th- th- and it's based on a true story. And apparently at the time there was a giant just Nazi political movement, like, hey, let's put a German on top of this fucking mountain. Nobody's nobody's summited from the north face of this peak in, in Switzerland called Iger Peak. Um, no one's summited from the front or the, the north face of it. Climb that shit. We're going to be the first ones on top. And it's uh, – so we follow the story of – there's sort of like two – um, there's two plots, well, not two plots, but there's two aspects of the the movie. We get to follow and see the the – two young German climbers. Um, I don't even want to try to pronounce their names. It'd be a, I don't know, Jeff, if you want to read them, you'll probably see them online and you could probably say it. You would, you would love this movie because it's German, Jeff. It's right up your German. Um, but yeah, so we follow... have to take as much off then. Right. There you go for, for Jeff. No, not at all. I, I, I add three points for subtitles. Cause right. I hate hearing people speak. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so you end up seeing the two climbers trying to traverse the mountain. Like it's most of the story of them going up the mountain and then like a little bit before. And we also get to see the circus behind it all, like the political machine via um, through a journalist who actually knows the two climbers personally, um, pretty much in a hotel near the summit that's pretty much hanging out and watching the whole thing happen sort of like an amazing race kind of feel where there's the everybody writing about it and then it happening and there are two teams that are climbing up the mountain at the same time sort of a competition kind of thing and where i give it i give it huge accolades for is the like technically the the film had me like at the edge of my seat i felt like the shooting was great i felt like these people are just going to fall off this mountain. What the hell are they doing on this mountain the whole time? Like it felt like I was there and it was really cool. I liked it. Um, there was, 
the acting was great. The part there are parts where you end up just watching the movie and feeling like you feel the loss of every character. The the empathy involved in it was was pretty uh, intense to say the least. And it's not it's not a movie you want to go into with you know beers and ten people. You probably either want to watch it like you and uh, you and Raisa Jeff can go catch it or just watch alone because it is intense. You want to be involved in this movie. And uh, right, I think. I don't want to spoil too much of it, but pretty much it's the story of them climbing up the mountain, attempting to climb this mountain, and the relationship between them and this machine that's like pushing them to do this. And it's it's pretty breathtaking, and it's got Nazis, so you've got that uh, sort of a you know a deep relationship between the two climbers, and it's it's an intense ride. And I would uh, I don't know when the last time we pulled out the Gunga Pit Seal of Approval, but I'm definitely putting it on this one. It's awesome. Um, that it's You can get it. Redbox. I'm sure Redbox has it somewhere out there. But it's, uh, yeah, a great movie. Check it out immediately. And uh, it's uh, it's fantastic. Not Nobody would really know from the movie. Like, what would be the legal ramifications of you uh, broadcasting, say, your Netflix streaming account and password? <laughs> <laughs> great question great question i don't know wow that'd be interesting it's uh like i should mention the director again like all these people are german natives uh philip stolzel stolzel um hasn't directed anything really before this like a couple music videos stuff like that stutzel yeah did a great job all the actors did a great job again all of them i've never seen in anything else but they are in like a couple other movies that have some big names i just haven't caught those movies and uh yeah acting directing cinematography awesome check it out and that's pretty much it i thought it was uh that was fantastic james you should watch it it's just right up your alley 10 percent, no problem okay um but yeah not for the faint of heart not for the faint of heart so be careful there and uh right so is that it for the movie reviews did we josh do you want to have anything to talk about i didn't see shit <laughs> i didn't see dick yo um, not a problem not a problem at all this brings us to our special episode 150 quiz from james himself the puzzle, the puzzle is it master. about the previous 149 episodes <laughs> <laughs> i as hope so. that would be cool no it God, is not the meta quiz would <laughs> be right up your alley it's a movie within a movie all right. Uh, it is a new quiz format, though. Holy oh, shit. Oh. A lot of quiz formats. Um, yeah, this one may be my most convoluted yet, so uh, bear with me on these instructions here. Okay. All right. So, like my other quizzes, I'll be reading you lines of information about a movie. The tricky part is this movie doesn't actually exist because it's a combination of two different movies. Jesus. So I'm going to read impossible. you. <laughs> Even for a computer. <laughs> Even yeah. for a computer. <laughs> no, it's okay. He can pulse it. Never mind. Um, <laughs> so um, there's two elements to this. The plot descriptions and the, the actor descriptions. I'm taking the plot from one movie, but putting in the actors from the other movie. Do we have enough for example? Because I'm I'm hurting already. Why don't we do the like, first one for example? Like for instance, I might say if like I'm but like each answer is going to be two movies put together. Okay. Okay. So 
Wait, is it going to be like two movies but with their names mashed together, like when they do that yes. on Wheel of Fortune? Exactly. Holy like shit. Before and after category or whatever so, it is. For come, yeah. Do me a favor. So, and so like, the, like if there's two movies, it's like Hot Dog and the other one would be Dog Catcher. The answer would be Hot Dog Catcher type of thing. <laughs> that would make a sweet movie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Hot Dog Catcher. Cancel the episode. I got I to gotta call Hollywood immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so that's what the answer is going to look like <laughs> sorry Damon Wayans <laughs> so the hints will be the plot of one of the movies and the actors from the other movie alright fuck it understand <laughs> I get it I'm not going to okay. get any answers but I get it <laughs> Yeah, it's so, going to be interesting. I, this may be a complete failure, or it might be really easy. I don't each know. movie has a common name, like like you said, Hot Dog Catcher. Like there's going to be dog. Correct. Every dog the answer to each one of these lists will be two movies put together. Like okay, that. so the Goonies will not be an answer because I know no other movie that has Goonies in it. Correct. Okay, understood. <laughs> All right, we ready? I think we'll so. start with a nice easy one. Well, what I think might be easy. All right. And again, I'll read them like one at a time, like I normally would with a list style approach. So, are you alternating? You're going plot actor, plot actor. No, it's combined. Oh, so that'll be the tricky part. Okay, all right. Yeah, this, so like this I am telling, I am telling you that actors for movie A are involved in plot B, and okay. really not. Okay. Okay. I think so. <laughs> yeah. So here's the first one. Thomas F. Wilson and his men are searching for their opposition. They find their hideout, but Billy Zane ruins the surprise and is killed by Thomas Elf Wilson. What the hell? I think it's the Goonies. <laughs> it's got to be the Goonies dog something. day afternoon or something like that. It's got to it be just that. Crispin Glover and Leah Thompson barely escape from their hideout, and Thomas F. Wilson chase after them. Michael J. Fox also escapes, but goes off to find Christopher Lloyd. Uh, so I got one of them, but I yeah. <laughs> Glover and Thompson are eventually chased to a city run by their friend James Tolkien. There, they are captured by Thomas F. Wilson. Return to the future? Michael J. Fox comes to the rescue, but Huey Lewis takes off with Crispin Clover. The Empire Strikes Back to the Future. Yes! 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 That is correct. Yes! Empire Strikes Back to the Future. I've never and heard... No get, get any of the other ones, so I win. I've never heard a louder noise on the podcast. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> We're going to Ohio! <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was a Howard Dean scream-a-thon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so I guess uh, we'll go on to number two then since it's working somewhat um, let's go with this one Will Smith is a slick young lawyer who is assigned to a tough trial hmm. Linda Fiorentino and Vincent D'Onofrio assist him with the case upon an initial investigation appears the two defendants have beaten and inadvertently killed a smaller, weaker man. What? They later find out that they have may, they may have been ordered to do so. 
Rip Torn can testify to this, but has gone missing. A few good men in black. Yes. Wow. Still got there. Still got there yeah, first. Still did get there. Wow. Very good. Very good. Okay, it's working. It's working. I'm very happy about this. I was like on a, <laughs> I was on like a Full Metal Jacket run there somewhere. <laughs> like, what? Oh, that did not really. I took you off in a different direction then, huh? All right. Um, George Clooney is a slacker who hangs out with his buddies Zach Galifianakis, J.K. Simmons, Danny McBride, and Sam Elliott. After a night of dancing, Clooney hooks up with Vera Farmiga. <laughs> Vera lives in a, the pool house of her sister and her husband, who are played by Anna Kendricks and Jason Bateman. Shit. After several weeks, Vera feels morning sickness while interviewing James Franco. Clooney and Vera try to make the relationship work. Backed up with the air. Yes, knocked up in the air is correct. Fantastic. I like that one because James Franco is actually part of the plot and not one of the actors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. I'm with you on that one, Jim. That's all I want to hear. All right. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> all right. I'll turn my down to. Um, Vivica A. Fox is raped and beaten by two men. To get revenge for his daughter's beating, Michael Madsen shoots and kills both men. The time to kill a mockingbird? Nope. Mm. Michael Madsen asks Uma Thurman to represent him in court. Time to kill Bill. Yes, time to kill Bill. Jeff's good at this game. Jeff's on fire. Dude, I'm so fucking lost. <laughs> I like it. I like it too. Yeah. Because I'm killing Greg. Christian Slater plays a New York cop. He visits his wife, Minnie Driver, in L.A. at her place of work. Morgan Freeman shows up and takes everyone hostage. Slater escapes but can't get out of the building. He gets a hold of a local cop played by Randy Quaid. Quaid calls for reinforcements and they surround the place. Die hard to kill. Like <laughs> after Come a big on, fight, bonus points. After a big fight, Freeman falls to his death. Die hard rain? Die hard rain is correct. Nice job. Wow. Damn. Hard rain reference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like Morgan Freeman, that awful movie Morgan Freeman was in shit. What is it? Hard rain. <laughs> that is correct. I didn't know Mini Driver was... and Christian Slater were in that too. Yeah, Christian Slater's the main character, actually. Wasn't Howie in that movie? Who? Um Howie the... Mandel? Oh, the the football <laughs> Howie Long. Wasn't Howie Long in that movie? I gotta look he's, that up. He's in Broken Arrow. Maybe that's the Christian. Isn't Christian Slater in that one? Anyway, I don't know. Maybe Christian Slater owes him a favor or something. Yeah. All right. Andy yeah, sure, Garcia. Andy Garcia is a hot shot car dealer. Garcia's dad passes away. He finds out that his dad left him a car, and some mystery person received the rest of the estate. After investigating, he finds out that he has a brother, played by. Michael Douglas. The two go out on a road trip in their father's car. Hard rain, man. 
<laughs> no, it's not hard. <laughs> they go to Vegas and count cards. Garcia returns Douglas to his home and promises to visit. I have no idea what this Andy Garcia movie is. I have no idea. Nothing. It's Black Rain, man. Black Rain. Black Rain. Black Rain. Never heard of it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is a cop in the future who lives with an elderly scholar played played by Mark Strong. Reynolds is investigating the murder of Tim Robbins, the director of a large food distributor. The director's concubine, played by Blake Lively, tells Reynolds that Robbins was very troubled before his death. Reynolds is ordered to shut down the investigation by a government agent played by Angela Bassett, who is also a former associate of Robbins. I gave up. (laughs) It it was Tim Robbins? Correct. Hmm. Meanwhile, the scholarly Mark Strong discovers from one of Tim Robbins' oceanography books that the oceans haven't been producing the plankton that have been reportedly (laughs) feeding the world. Plankton. Soylent Green Lantern? Yes. Wow. Wow. It's getting good at this. Now I'm scared. Oh, man. All right. The season starts up, and Kathy Moriarty starts to pick her student for the season. One of the possibilities is a new young talent played by Joe Pesci. The other is Robert De Niro, a seasoned veteran brought in to help Pesci. Throw mama from the training day. <laughs> <laughs> if anything deserves bonus points. <laughs> she chooses Pesci, but he is torn between following Moriarty's t- teachings and the advice of his teammate De Niro. The team starts to do really well, and Pesci begins to mature as a player. Pesci eventually gets called up to the majors, and no longer needed De Niro is traded to another team. Raging Bull Durham? Correct. Wow. Shit. We're tied now, aren't wow. we? I got three. How She's many? on fire. Yeah, it's yeah. three, three to one. All right, next one. Tom Cruise is a vagabond swordsman in a small village. He stops a plot by Paul Dano to capture Cameron Diaz. Cruise falls in love with Diaz but she has pledged herself to Peter Sarsgaard. What the hell? Cruz competes, or sorry, completes an obstacle course and is invited. White Knight's Tale. What was that? White Knight's Tale? Uh, no. <laughs> Negative points, Knight's <laughs> Tale reference. <laughs> so Cruz completes an obstacle course and is invited into Sarsgaard's inner circle. Diaz is captured by Paul Dano, but is subsequently rescued by Tom Cruise. Jesus. The first night's tale? I have no idea. <laughs> Soon after, Peter Sarsgaard catches Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz in a kiss and accuses them of treason. During the trial, Dano attacks and kills Sarsgaard, but Cruise ultimately wins the battle and the girl. The first night and day? First night and day is correct. Oh, God damn it. 
I was wow. going to be favoring uh, Jeff since he just recently reviewed that one. Yeah, I couldn't remember the name of that movie. I thought it was White Knight for some reason. Shit, shit, okay. shit, shit. Timothy Hutton is a Jewish waiter who wants to own a bookstore. He woos Natalie Portman away from her arranged aristocratic marriage. Portman and her mother, Rosie O'Donnell, becomes estranged, estranged after she marries Hutton. Hutton and Portman have a son, played by Michael Rappaport. Sorry, the visual on that one makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful girls gone wild. Yes! No. <laughs> Years later... The Germans take power and arrest the family. Life is beautiful, girls. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I had beautiful girls, yeah. too. Yeah. What else is Timmy P. Hunt? Right, right. right. Yeah. Jim's going to reference it. <laughs> Ordinary people. All right. <laughs> that was an awesome voice. You need to use that yeah. more often. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. I can't believe you've been that that 149 episodes. <laughs> yeah, 150 episodes. This is what it takes. You have to open up. All right. Hugh Grant is a prominent psychiatrist whose work is interfering with his marriage to Emma Thompson. Grant takes on a new patient, played by Alan Rickman. Rickman is untrusting at first and thinks Grant won't understand his affliction. Eventually, Rickman tells Grant that he can speak with the dead. Hugh Grant advises Alan Rickman to use his power for good. Alan Rickman helps a sick girl, played by Kate Winslet. Rickman then advises Hugh Grant to try talking to his wife while she sleeps. Does anybody got anything? Sixth Sense something? I don't know. <laughs> Nobody? All right. That's Sixth Sense and Sensibility. Wow. Wow. Uh, wow. Period piece, period piece. Jane Austen reference. We know that loyal <laughs> listener Jim P's happy. No one else is, though. <laughs> All right. Martin Lawrence graduates college and goes on a road trip. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> on the trip, he meets a hippie couple played by Jill Hennessy and William H. Macy. And yes, I realize you guys probably don't know who Jill Hennessy is, but sorry. I needed a chick. He later goes to work driving a tractor for John Travolta. He runs into the hippie couple again and meets a girl who likes him, played by Marissa Tomei. He moves farther north and meets Tim Allen, a retiree who lives in the area. They become close, but Martin Lawrence continues his travels north. Martin travels into Denali National Park and dies. Jesus Christ, that's an awful movie. <laughs> Not, if Martin Lawrence dies, it's kind of a good movie, to be honest. Anybody I, got anything? I got one of them, but I don't know the other one. Okay. The answer is Into the Wild Hogs. Mm. Uh, wild Hogs. Wild, <laughs> wild Hogs is what that movie with all those assholes in it. Yes. Of course, Wild Hogs. All right, got three more. Clive Owen, Mickey Rourke, and Bruce Willis travel out west. They, among others, learn the way of the cowboy. Sin City Slickers. Damn it! I was like, Sin City of Angels? Like, I don't... Damn it! Slickers! I should have known! Oh. 
All right. Legend of Curly's Gold. <laughs> After a bar fight, Toby Maguire is evicted from his cousin, cousin's trailer. He moves to Nebraska and befriends two convicts played by Robert Downey Jr. and Michael Douglas. He also meets their friends, Francis McDormand and Katie Holmes. <laughs> he falls in love with Katie Holmes and they make plans for their future. Toby McGuire is arrested for his involvement in the previous bar fight. Wonder Boys thrown... in the Hood? No. Oh, that would have been awesome. Nebraska and Boys in the Hood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. You know that hood, right? All right. McGuire is arrested for his involvement in the bar fight and is thrown into women's jail. Oh, that's tough. Douglas and Downey Jr. become suspicious of his true identity and confront McGuire. What? Uh, Wonder Boys don't cry. Yes, Wonder Boys don't cry. Boys right. don't cry. Last one. Can we Paul? get a scoreboard real oh. quick? Sure. Uh, Can we leave me off the scoreboard? <laughs> I think Jeff's got me by two, and Josh is at I one. I think I've got six for Jeff, and yeah, four for Greg, and then one for Josh. Well, and Josh is the mine, so then if I if we get one between us, we beat Jeff, or we tie Jeff. <laughs> okay. How about we add Josh to mine, and no matter what, Josh and I win. <laughs> oh, thought. yeah, I'll do that instead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're guaranteed. All right. Here we go. This, this one might be tough. Paul Soder is an automobile worker who can't sleep. He starts going to support groups and meets Kevin Hefferman. Fight Club Dread. Wow. You knew those names, huh? Yeah. It was, it was <laughs> just like, all right, well, the, the sleepless auto employee. Yeah. I was like, I how many things start club. with club, right? And then I immediately went club. <laughs> right. Nice job, Greg. So that was, that was the new quiz. That's a good like quiz. It. It's, fucking, it's hard. It's fucking intense. Like usually, yeah. I can, usually I can yeah, stimulating. Usually I can make stupid jokes the whole time, but right. I have you have to pay attention and separate things in your mind yeah. and just like, okay, this list belongs over here and this list is over here. That's like the Sudoku of uh, movie art <laughs> quizzes. So hopefully it was enjoyable. The Sudoku. That's going in the subtitle. And the Sudoku of movie hour quizzes comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's a six, a four, a three, (laughs) and Citizen Kane. (laughs) That'd be great. That'd be great for sure. Um, (laughs) In a sense, it might be great. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Right, right. So, fantastic quiz. A good good, uh, ending, closing to uh, episode 150. We do have the Parker Posey play-along we have to get to. It's uh, the fantastic feature. Bring the question up on the show. And Jeff was the last question, I believe. And his question was about technology. Uh, very, very interesting technology question. Congratulations, Jeff, on that. It's uh, I don't. Do you remember what it was? It was uh, what's a movie that had technology that was just ridiculous by today's standards, and it could. Yeah, that was that was a really right, nice and it could be yeah, it could be ridiculous for just how they portrayed the technology or how antiquated the technology is. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And other than my answer, which was your, did you see any ones that stuck out? That was your favorite? Mine. My, mine. Uh, Jim's, uh, Jim's like backup. Like I, I got one answer that came like way late in the, uh, like after the podcast was, it was pretty good. I thought. I don't even remember James. What'd you say? 
I had the lethal weapon cell phone that was like oh yeah that was like this a, huge yeah. brick thing attached which to is it. always <laughs> a classic just like it's a joke in and of itself yeah. like yeah idiots <laughs> don't know about blackberries and iphones there was there were shout outs for tron and weird science for the episode for the answers too which i i found uh, very very pleasing very very awesome and yeah, the, oh brought, that's right the weird science answer was really good too yeah, like, nobody brought up the wizard did they no <laughs> nobody brought up the wizard you're talking about the power glove was this a power yeah, of glove course. comment Dude, I need. Dude, so adding, I should have, I, adding I to answer. Netflix queue, the wizard. Like, yeah, you need the wizard. <laughs> yeah, gonna have to get that immediately. I totally forgot to answer that this week's question, but that probably would have been it. <laughs> because it's so antiquated to today's day. Yes. Dude, he's got the power glove. Holy shit! Like, oh my god, the power glove. So, uh, this gets to our next PPPA, the question of the week, which goes to James. James, today is your day to shine, episode 150. Let's see what you got. Okay, I'm uh, I'm reaching out to the general populace on this one. I think anyone can come up with an answer to this, so hopefully that is the results as well. Um, even our idiot listeners. Yes, even our idiot listeners. Way to really play to your face. So my question is... Go ahead. What movie prop... Would you like to own? And We've keep done. in mind, this is just something that you're going to put on display in your home or something, and it does have to fit in your home. So no like Batmobiles no, or anything like that. You're right. Oh. So it's got to be something you have to put in display in your home. So a piece and of memorabilia. So a piece of yes, and it's not like real. So if you get a lightsaber, it's not going to function as a lightsaber. It's just the prop that they use to hold. You know, that sort of thing. By the way, people uh, that live near me uh, fit motorcycles in their home. I'm sure somebody <laughs> fit a car in their house. I think they could do that. Um, it's possible, but it's something that you would want to display in your home, I guess. Right, so. Right. so I was very Can close to Olivia Wilde. <laughs> <laughs> if you consider her a prop, then I suppose. I, so. In fact, I do consider yeah, her. I would you could consider... do like a cost, like someone's costume, you know, just have it up on the wall or something. You can do that, too. So anyway, my answer and I was really close to going with an old standby, but I'm not going to. Indiana Jones. Yeah. So, so I'm going to go with... Idol, dude. I want the idol set up just <laughs> like... Jim Buck. <laughs> All right. Let me get my answer out, and then you guys can start fighting amongst yourselves. My answer is going to be R2-D2, but it's going to be the slave ship version where he's got the serving trays on it, and I'm going to have it <laughs> Good answer. So that's fun- so it's functional at that. Point? Well, the funny part is, is half of the time, and this is you know geeking out a little bit, of course. Um, Kenny Baker wasn't in the suit all the time. Half of them were remote controlled. That's not geeking out at all. How'd you figure that out? So Washington? wait, wait, wait. So you're suggesting that your piece of memorabilia will indeed function as a remote controlled R2D2. I'm hoping it will. I, you know, I'll take whatever fate gives me. If they use the remote control version of that, then I get it. An RC car and have no problem. So, (laughs) so I, that's what I'm going with. If not, it can just be a table on the corner. If it doesn't move, that's fine. You could own a piece of memorabilia. Yes. And for the record, the one I did pass up was, you know, the idol. Is it? Really? <laughs> yes. That's like I want to go with the idol, but no, no. The exact same situation. Like I want the idol in its stand from what it was before. Like what it yeah, was with the beam of light coming down. Right. That was on at all hours, even when that I turned. That would off. be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that was on at all hours. And once in a while, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and act like I'm going to take it. Like. Just... <laughs> oh man, that's a tough question. 
it's it's easy, but it's it's hard to come up with a good it's just, one. Like it's not that of, hard. It's just yeah, it's just there's so many options. It's, yeah, it's rough. A piece of memorabilia from yes. a movie that would not function, but would be yeah. I mean, it functions as much as it would as a prop anyway. God. First, what, I don't know why, but the other one popped in my head just so I can be like, yeah, that's the other one of that shitty movie that I was so pissed about. <laughs> you just want something that's I worth like, so much controversy. Yeah think, yeah, think about how much the Harry Potter fans would be so pissed I'd own it. Yeah, you could break <laughs> he it. He doesn't even care. Yeah. I'm going to break it. Break it on YouTube or yeah. something. <laughs> like, break it. Put it in like, a blender like they do in the, the blender. Put everything in a blender. Right, yeah. Will it blend? <laughs> hmm. I think... After careful consideration, I think I would go with the bathroom buddy from Gremlins. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I don't remember this. Explain. It's like you know the uh, it's like Billy's a... uncle or what? I don't know. Is, is it his dad it's or his dad. uncle? It's his dad. It's his, right, it's he's the dad. inventor guy. Yeah. yeah, the inventor guy who goes around trying to peddle this thing at like every time he possibly can, and in it there's like. There's like shaving cream. There's oh, a laser yeah. in there. There's a toothbrush in there. Yeah. There's like every it's like tool the Swiss known to mankind. It's the Swiss Army knife. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. It's a smokeless ashtray. So there's really no value to it at all. I just think it'd be a hilarious one to have. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Anybody this, else? This is tough. Jeff, do you have an answer? The best thing I can come up with right now, just like coming up with something totally ridiculous, I probably wouldn't want this in my house for any prolonged period of time. But in the movie Scrooged, at the very end, when the ghost of Christmas Pass is actually coming for him, they have this thing that's very clearly actually like it's not CGI because it's pre CGI. It's a giant skeleton hand. It's like coming to get him. <laughs> that just seems so hilarious to me to have that thing like in your house on whatever you know motorized thing they had right. you could like attack your friends with it and stuff <laughs> that a uh, ghost of christmas future costume wouldn't be a bad pick either from them that thing's a yeah, badass this future not past yeah future is what i meant to, to say yeah uh yeah no that costume's great it's awesome. terrifying it is. yeah i remember that too it was uh i What's sort of funny is I was actually thinking about the costume scenario because I'm like, well, if I pick a costume, I can wear it for Halloween constantly. <laughs> right, that definitely went through and my head. That's I, how I got scourged in the first right, place. Right, yeah, it could be perfect for Halloween, but I can't think of it like I, I've come to think of what I'm trying to attain for this Halloween. I'm trying to figure out how I can be uh, uh, Teddy KGB from Rounders for Halloween, and uh, it's not <laughs> it's tough. Really not yeah, hard. it's not tough at all. But I wouldn't like that was the thing I'd say like oh I want that costume because it'd be perfect for Halloween but that's not a tough thing to do I'm trying to think of a hard costume like if I could get you can't if get I could any get, other way if I could get Big Earn's bowling ball that would be huge because I have the like the rest of the that's, costumes that hard change mine I want Big Earn's bowling ball <laughs> that Big Earn bowling ball like you can't you can't buy that so oh my God, that's brilliant <laughs> it's got the rose inside of it and it's like the gold on the oh man it's perfect so if I could get that bowling ball I could easily pull off a Big Earn like I just need to get a giant comb over. And then if I, you had that bowling ball, I'd get a fake hand with a ring on it and a comb over and go every Halloween out with you. Anybody that didn't know what we were, we'd beat the shit out of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be awesome. And once in a while, maybe I'll show up to the lanes and bowl with it. And I'll be like, yeah, I suck, but I've got bigger. Bowling ball. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah. Um, and if it comes with the costume, the complete costume, I'd take that too. I don't know if it does, but I'll take the bowling ball before the costume. And uh, yeah. 
Interesting question. It's going to be a question where, like, the longer the week goes on, we're like, we're going to be like, damn, I wish I thought about that right, earlier. Right. Well, that's well, like, you know, post um, them on the boards anyway. Wall Street, there's literally a robot serving drinks, like a life size robot serving <sighs> drinks. Like, like Paul's robot from the Rocky. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> you want a job, Paul? Sorry, Josh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want a job? <laughs> 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 yes, it is. <laughs> is that. Is that that's three, right? We're talking about that's three when they have the robot. Or is that that's four? No. No, that's four. It's okay. four. That's four. <laughs> and Paul is pissed. Yeah. Oh, I just—that's all you want. You want a job? That's my—that's my friend of the show. It's Lyle Sloan impersonation. That's all. <laughs> it sounded like you. <laughs> so, uh, the the Parker Posey question will be at the boards, gungabit.com, also at the movie R page on Facebook, James. One more time for episode 150. What what what's the question? What movie prop would you like to be own and have displayed in your home? Fantastic. We're kind of cheating because I want to wear mine, but that, that's I'll, I'll display it. I'll put it on display. But uh, yeah, uh, great, fantastic fucking episode, people. Episode 150, James and Jeff. Thank you again for your input once again. Again, thanks for stopping by, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. And yeah, take care, people. Continue to drive safely. Josh, thanks for joining us from uh, Gungapit West. It's been a fun time. My pleasure. Everybody, enjoy your week. Go Lions. Go the movie hour. Go yourselves. The Burt Lancasters from here to the movie hour. Take care. Yay, Most companies are great at something. Like AOL dial-up. <laughs> That's the fucking greatest. I know. Isn't that wonderful? Like AOL dial-up. Or Borders bookstores. <laughs> yeah. They're now exactly. shutting their fucking doors. Like, shut up, shut up. Save it. <laughs> I'm always either playing with my balls or not playing with my balls. <laughs> Josh lives in digital life. Yeah, it's a digital zero or one scenario. There is or it is not. I just want to stop. I'm going to burp. I just want to finish that. Beer. <laughs> I'm starting. Shut up. The fucking beer cracks are my favorite part of the show. I told you Great. somebody loved them. <laughs> starting. We recorded all this. Can this shit be episode one fifty? It'd be a great hundred and fifty. <laughs> next week we can do the whole. Uh, next week's the actual episode. The first episode is just the beginning. <laughs> <laughs>